when you think about your kids, what is it that you're worried about right now? Is it toxic stress, this nebulous thing that we hear about in the news all the time lately? Is it their eating habits? Is it behavior problems that you can see but you can't identify? Is it trouble with starting school as we get back into school or preschool, starting preschool? If you want to ask a true expert for help with these and any any children's problems that you can think of, then you are going to be really excited because we are having a true expert on this show. His name is Dr. Bernard Dreyer. He is the president of the American Academy of Pediatrics, an organization that works really hard to help parents through their daily struggles. And he's coming on the show in a few weeks. I'm going to get to interview him. And I really, really want to bring him your questions. So if you have a question for a true expert, a man who's not only a pediatrician, not only heads up this amazing organization, but is also an expert in children's behavior, then please go to weturnedoutokay.com slash contact or email me at karen at weturnedoutokay.com. And um, ask me your question. I'm really, really excited to get uh, get our questions to Dr. Dreyer and, um, you know, see what his answers are. All right, here's the show. We turned out okay. The modern parent's guide to old school parenting. I'm gonna hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. I wanna climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Welcome to episode 98. We're at week seven of summer camp already. That's amazing to me. We'll end up with eight and a half weeks of summer camp. And I can't believe how close we are to September because what's going to happen is August ends midweek. So we'll have a Tuesday summer camp episode. And then the following Tuesday, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming here at We Turned Out Okay. And speaking of September, I'm really excited because I'm putting together some shows. I'm thinking about them as the voices of reason. Um, Interviews with people who I think can help us feel better about, you know, when I think about what's, what's happening this fall with the political landscape that we've got, Today, you know, um, as I'm recording this, the Democratic National Convention is just finishing up. Last week, we had the Republican National Convention. Um, These campaigns have been running for like years now. I mean, we're sort of towards the end of like a two-year election cycle. I mean, it's just crazy that you would have a long that long of an election cycle. And and I feel like people are the general people, you know, people population people in in our country are kind of either disengaged because how can you hear about something for two years and still want to listen? And at the same time, quite frightened. There's so much fear and worry out there. And, you know, this summer, we've had some pretty upsetting things like we, we you know, we've had um, marches go bad and police be shot and, and uh, minority people be being shot. And there's just these scary images on TV oftentimes or all that you can't go into a Dunkin Donuts without seeing, you know, protests or weapons or or, um, angry voices and, and maybe something worse. And when I think about like our children, 
our littles going into, I mean, even I don't like my 12 year old to see that kind of stuff, you know? Um, but when I think about you bringing your three-year-old into a Dunkin' Donuts or into a doctor's office or someplace that you cannot avoid, and there's just terrifying language and images, um, that's that's really, really bad for kids. It's kind of bad for us because there's just so much fear and worry. So no matter which side of the political landscape you align with, um, I don't really care about that. I think we all need some voices of reason. And this fall, um, I'm excited because I'm going to bring some to you, to us, <laughs> to you, to me, to everybody. And um, so that's what's coming up in the fall. It will also be, we'll also have a return to our regular, you know, our, our Your Child Explained. I'm working on, I'm really excited. I'm working on a potty training um, kind of segment uh, with a with a guide, I'm also gonna. I intend to to put together a free guide because I have to say I had a terrible time potty training our our first our firstborn, and it was really not his fault. It was totally my fault. So I'm gonna get into that a little bit, and I'm gonna come up with a <clears throat> a few podcasts and a free guide to help you not stress over potty training the way that I stressed over potty training. So that's what's coming up in the fall. Um, but anyway, we're still in wonderful summer camp. And this week, I want to get into something that maybe at first doesn't seem like a, a quote activity. And maybe it isn't really an activity, but I still think it's something important. And it's something that kids, it's an essential skill. It's an essential summer skill. And it's all like bike riding, I feel like is an essential skill. Swimming is an essential summer skill. Um, this is like that. And it's how to help your child make friends or make a friend. Uh, when my guys were small, they had very different approaches to being around other children. And both worked, by the way. Um, I, I'm i thinking about Jay. So for years, from like the time that he was like two on, up until maybe he was five or six, it was it was really cute, especially when he was little. Jay would cluck like a chicken when he was when he was nervous or if he was among other kids, he would just kind of sit there and go, and it was really funny. (laughs) And um, I mean, it may have started because when he was probably like, well, it didn't start this way because he was younger. But when, when he was, I think three or four, we got chickens. We, we have uh, some laying hens and um, they give us eggs. And in exchange, we give them a wonderful life. Um, and they're, they're seven years old now. I still can't believe that. They've, this time has gone by so fast. So maybe some of you are better out there with math than, than me. Jay is 12. We've had the chickens for seven years. I don't know. You figure it out. <laughs> I feel like maybe that's five as I think about it. Um, anyway, when he was small, he used to cluck like a chicken. Just if he was shy or if he was, you know, just in a group of kids. Buck, 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 and um, Or if he was alone sometimes. But kids responded to that. Whereas I kind of thought, oh my God, like who's going to want to talk to a kid who's sitting here clucking like a chicken? Kids really respond to that. They they would either cluck back or they would ask him, you know, what he was being. That Sometimes they would say like, what are you being? And he'd be like, oh, I'm being a chicken. <laughs> and um, it was a way for him. I started to realize that it was a way for him to make friends. <clears throat> you know, like he, um, he, it was an approach that worked. He found out it worked. If he started clucking like a chicken, kids wouldn't back away from him with a funny look on their face, as I sometimes did <laughs> as a joke. Um, 
they would approach him and they would ask him what he was doing or they would cluck back or whatever. And, and, and it was a way for him to start friendships. So that was one way that one of my kids made friends. And that didn't always happen. Um, sometimes he would just go up to somebody and they'd start playing ball together or something like that. But, but the chicken clucking was really adorable. And then I'm remembering when Max one time, this was his method. He would, he did it more than once, but I'm remembering this one specific time when he was maybe four and he sort of were on the playground and there aren't, there weren't that many other kids, but there was another like four or five year old boy and uh, Max was watching him. He would sort of watch him play. And then finally he took a deep breath. He swallowed visibly and he walked up to this kid, stuck out his hand and said, friends. And the kid kind of looked at him and shook his hand and said, yep friends and then max said i'm max and this kid shared his name and they and they started playing together like i thought what a great direct way um and it really really worked for max in that situation kids make friends in all different ways and we parents can kind of screw that up for them if we're not careful um because one thing that you might notice about both of those uh anecdotes and you might notice in your own life and something i've certainly noticed in mine is we need to get out of the way. We adults need to get out of the way and let kids interact as they will. I mean, if I went up to, if I intervened when Jay was clucking like a chicken and I said, oh, Jay, you know, this boy might not want you to cluck like a chicken, um, which is something that I could totally see myself doing. I don't think that's a, on the surface, it would feel like the right thing to do because like you want, you want to broker friendships for your child. You want your child to be able to, you want to to have that kind of knowledge that your child has made a friend. Maybe there's a little bit of a dopamine rush if we helped them make a friend, but but we got to get out of the way and let them interact as they will, even if it feels a little weird to you. I mean, not, not you know, obviously kids aren't going to make friends by whacking each other or biting or something like that. Um, but if even if it feels a little bit strange to you to try and let the kids work it out, because our ultimate goal is to see our children gaining confidence and competence at interacting with others. And that won't happen if we adults continually intervene. If I'd walked up to Max as he was sticking out his hand to this other boy and said something like, you know, oh, Max, I'd really like to introduce you to this kid. You know, what's your name, son? Or something like that. Again, things you can see adults trying to do, but they don't work well for kids. Um, well, I think maybe sometimes I might do that because of my fear that my child will be rejected or that my child won't connect with that with that other child. Um, you know, so I try to, when I hold back, I try to really think about the consequences of intervening. And then, and then I say to myself, you know what, I'm going to see how this works for them and I'm going to, I'm going to hold back. And, um, and oftentimes I find that my my push to intervene is really, it has to do with me, not my child or not a child that I'm looking after, not a, not a student or something like that. I think a lot of times with students, it's easier because they're not your child. You don't have the same kind of investment that we do with our own kids. Um, and I'm glad I was able to learn that because the ways that little kids make friends with each other is it can be really funny. I mean, like a kid will say, follow me and then you know, roll across a field or something and suddenly they're friends. Um, you know, some friendships got struck up because kids were throwing mulch at each other. I mean, you don't like, I would have intervened if my child was throwing mulch at another kid. Um, but I have seen 
in a setting where it was not my job to do that. I have seen it happen that that kids threw mulch at each other until they started laughing together and they became friends. And I feel like if someone had intervened in that to be like, oh, it's wrong to throw a mulch, which it clearly is, but it worked for those kids. You know what I mean? There was no malice in the throwing of the mulch. And um, I think kids have an understanding about that, that, that maybe adults have lost. Uh, this is one of those ways where we could maybe learn from our kids as well. Um, our job is to really back off. I, I think that, I hope you take that from today's episode. Um, I don't mean it in a lecture kind of way. Uh, so often on this show, I say that I, I want you to envision me not pointing at you, you know, with my standing across from you with my finger in your face, but me sitting next to you, imparting things I've learned, you know, from my own experience, from the mistakes that I've made, maybe with a hand on your shoulder, or um, at least just companionably sitting with you. I don't want to lecture, I want to help you learn from my mistakes and really understand. And in this instance, when we're trying to help our kids make friends with other kids, I think the best thing we can do is to back off. And that's our show today. That's, that's where I'm going to leave it. Um, I want to ask you to share about this show if you find something valuable in it. Uh, if you even if you find something valuable in this episode, you know, just take a, copy the link and tweet it out, you know, or find me on Twitter. I'm at Stone Age Techie. Uh, and I've been having a lot of fun with Twitter. Um, in the last, I don't know, couple of months, I've been able to I just get into Twitter a little bit more. It used to scare me. I used to feel like, what is the point of Twitter? <laughs> and um, I'm learning the point of it. I'm I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, so, you know, just tweet it out or um, go into Facebook and just say, hey, you know, friends, here's a show about making friends that, that you might get some value out of. Um, that's how this show is getting out to more and more listeners. And it really is. It's It's getting out to more and more listeners. I love this. Every month there's there's more. So um, thank you so much for your sharing because um, so many of you are sharing about it that it's really kind of making a difference. We're making a difference in people's lives. And I just really appreciate that. And I have a special thanks also to our producer, the man who loves to see his kids making friends, the 19-time winner of the Husband of the Year Award, Benjamin Culp. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to We Turned Out Okay. I want a date to Australia. Find us on the web at weturnedoutok.com where you'll find show notes and more. What do you call cheese that's not yours? Nacho cheese. And remember, we only go around once. To be the best parents we can be, let's relax and enjoy the ride. I want to pee in the woods. Derp, 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 derp,